if you've run a tough mutter, you know the yeah, community yeah. is really the big piece of that, right? That partner piece, getting you involved with other people, helping each other out, and putting that ethos into a gym space is really also an, uh, something that really inspired me. So when I think tough mutter boot camp, I think awesome workouts and awesome community. Welcome to the Fit and Healthy Denver podcast, where we discuss all things revolving around health, fitness, and wellness in the amazing state of Colorado. So you can get behind the scenes information from industry insiders, special events, and more. Coming up is our host, physical therapist and strength coach, Dr. Jamie Beauvais. And here we go. Today, I'd like to welcome Brian Anglin of Tough Motor Bootcamp. And I think Tough Motor Bootcamp has been one of the most interesting boutique fitness studios to come out in a while. And it's, there's been a lot of anticipation because of the brand and because of the name and people are already familiar with Tough Mudder. So Brian's going to come on today and kind of tell us a little bit about him, about Tough Mudder, about how Tough Mudder Bootcamp uh, is and is not related to the race and mindset, performance, and a lot of other things. So Brian, welcome to the show. And tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got into fitness, and how and why you wanted to start Tough Mudder Bootcamp. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, to start on where I started in fitness, that would probably go back to my junior high days. My, my father had one of those old cable machines in our garage that was getting dusty, and I decided I would get on there and try to stop being such a skinny little kid and uh, <laughs> just kind of grew from there. So I've always been involved. Uh, you know, doing lots of physical stuff. Um, actually, for years, my main uh, job, uh, my main source of income was actually doing landscape and horticulture, um, you know, which was very physical, yeah, very physical, lots of big boulders and, and that type of stuff, but still didn't stop me from going into the gym afterwards and, and working out there. And at some point, I kind of got bored of the whole landscape thing, wanted to really pursue something else. And it just kind of fell in place, physical activity. I've been doing uh, working out for a long period of time. Uh, you know, got my uh, personal training certificate, got weight loss certification, uh, group training certification, um, corrective exercise certification, and, you know, uh, trained other places, uh, interned a couple places. And uh, then the next step was like, okay, let's, let's open up my own gym. Yeah. And after a while, um, it just became very noticeable that opening up my own gym was going to be way too much work and, and really hard thing to do. So then I started to look at, uh, you know, uh, fitness concepts, studio fitness and, and stuff like that. Something that I could buy into where someone had done a lot of the kind of the groundwork for me. Um, and I would search a few things, wasn't too stoked on them, but, uh, I was also, uh, you know, avidly into tough mutter. I had run uh, six races before, and since I was kind of in their network, I got an email one day saying that they were planning to open up this this franchise gym. So, you know, I looked into it, um, went out to New York uh, at their headquarters out there, talked to them, experienced the workout. They kind of had a mock uh, studio space uh, there in New York and did it, and I really enjoyed the workout and and. It just went from there. And I think the piece that I really like about it, and we'll kind of talk about this this more, is that, um, you know, originally you hear Tough Mudder, you think obstacles. So, you know, 
thinking, oh, this is maybe going to be uh, kind of another gym where you go in and they have big old ramps and mm-hmm. bars that you jump from bar to bar and, and things like that. But this was much more of a concept that was scalable to everyone. And just in terms of doing the kind of the foundation of fitness uh, and putting it inside that then translates to going to obstacle course racing or anything that you want to accomplish in life. Um, So that's really what excited me about it. Plus the community is, if you've run a Tough Mudder, you know, the community is really the big piece of that, right? That, that partner piece, getting you involved with other people, helping each other out and putting that ethos into a gym space is really also something that really inspired me. So when I think Tough Mudder Bootcamp, I think, Awesome workouts and awesome community. Yeah. And you're right. The part of those races that I think is just as exciting for people as the race itself is that energy. It's that fun. It's helping out somebody, you know, and Tough Motor Bootcamp has really tried to help with like having partners for all the workouts. Why did Tough Motor decide they wanted to put those partner workouts in? And what do you see the benefits of the partner workouts versus maybe a workout without partners? Right. So Tough Mudder was coming from a space of uh, another way to expand the community, obviously another way to get another source of revenue, but like expand the community out. Right. Yeah. And it just kind of fell in place. Like, okay, if we have a gym where people can train, then it's easy for them to transition into doing a a Tough Mudder. And it just kind of grew from there. And they realized, well, as opposed to just trying to funnel people towards doing the race, why don't we just open up a gym that is good for everyone Mm -hmm. uh, that really kind of spreads that personal accomplishment teamwork ethos and puts that out to, to everyone and just lets them feel that same kind of fun and energy that you get doing the race. Okay. Yeah. So basically trying to create the same atmosphere, the same camaraderie that you have. And I've done the workouts and I'll say it is fun. Like, and it does kind of build some camaraderie when you're working out with somebody and the way that they're designed is, you know, you, you want your partner to, to work out hard. You're, you're working together towards something, not just for yourself. You are working with yourself and, you know, kind of competing against yourself, but you're also working to build up the person that you're working out with and you meet everybody in the gym. You know, I, th- I think it's a awesome model that I think a lot of people will really identify with. So when I have mentioned Tough Mudder Bootcamp to people there, they, so far they've been like, you mean like the race? They help you, they help you race. Yeah. So that can be a part of what you do, but obviously you do more. So you've kind of mentioned how they're related and you've mentioned, you know, this isn't just for racing. This is for foundational fitness. It's to have fun. It's to get fit. But for those people who want to do the races, how are Tough Mudder Bootcamp and Tough Mudder related? Yeah. So again, it's just uh, going to a strong, building the strong foundation. Like if you go and do uh, you know, rope swings and rope climbs and, and monkey bars, and that's all you train. You, it's still not as good as building the foundation first and then jumping on the, the monkey mm, bars. Good point. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, you know, I've been to some of the gyms where they do have all the, the work walls, mm-hmm. and they're a lot of fun, but going to do that every day, I never felt like it was really progressing me in any way. Sure. Yeah. So to actually come in and challenge your strength, so, you know, we work on your strength, we work on your endurance, we work on your agility, and we work on your power. These are all things that you'll need on the course, right? Mm-hmm. All the endurance makes sense. You're going to have to keep moving for 8 to 12 miles if you're doing 
doing an obstacle course, mm-hmm. race, like your normal obstacle course race is about that distance. So you got to have the endurance to be able to start and end at that eight to 12 mile marker and perform at a good, good level during that entire time. But it's not just like endurance running, right? You go out and you run like a marathon, you're going to have to run and then be able to pull up your body weight up over a wall. Right. So you still got to have the strength to pull yourself up over a wall, make sure that you can hold, have the grip strength to go up and down monkey bars. You have to have the, you know, the agility to change direction fast Mm -hmm. in some of those obstacles. You have to jump through tires or something like that. You got to have the ability to go through that and then power, right? To be able to jump powerfully up and grab something and, Mm -hmm. You know, all that stuff. So it all translates to stuff that you're doing on course. Yeah, I think, I think you know, it's kind of that argument of overall fitness versus specialized fitness. Right. And so I think the one thing is if you, if you guys just focused on, like, obstacles, yes, people will do great at obstacles, but maybe they won't, wouldn't do great at uh, some general stuff playing baseball with their kids, right? right. And so, uh, you know, that general, or I shouldn't say general, that overall fitness, cardio, strength, power, everything else, I think is much more adaptable to life, which is really what it sounds like you are trying to help people with and getting better at that generalized fitness will help you to be better at the races. That reminds me, there was a, the, I believe it was the Navy SEALs. They did a really interesting study where they, they put Navy SEALs in, I forgot what kind of like problem solving solution it was, but they basically put one group of Navy SEALs and they only trained on one type of problem. And then they put another group of Navy SEALs and they never let them have the same problem. They changed the problem. And the, the idea was to see whether specialized problem solving solutions would be better versus a generalized overall approach. What they found when they took both of those groups and they put them into a new situation, the generalized just killed it. And then even when they put them in the same situation, so the one that the original group was had only trained on and they had trained on repeatedly, the group that was in the generalized problem solving, they did better. And so the, the theory is, you know, you teach one group how to do something very specific, but you teach the other group how to problem solve. Right. And, and you know, and a lot of Tough Mudder, the actual race is obstacles and it's problem solving. So you've talked a little bit about mindset, but how do you help people with mindset and how do you help them to process how to overcome the obstacles in the races? Yeah. So I, mainly what we do here is we're trying to, to really point out personal accomplishment. We really take, take person from point A to, to point B and, and scale it to where they are. So uh, one thing that we see constantly here is uh, push-ups is a constant thing. If we look at push-ups, right? Most people come in and they are doing push-ups and not doing them that well, uh, to, to be frank. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a lot of people come in and say, that, yeah, I just can't, I haven't been able to do a push-up. And just to, to get them to even just one push-up um, to help build that, that kind of wow moment of I can accomplish something. And that's how we do it. It's, it's really kind of breaking that down and, I think the problem with a lot of people's mindsets is like they they look at the the big goal first. Like this is this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they they start a workout routine, right? Yeah, and they're excited the first week, but after two weeks, they're not at the big goal, and they start to to, to drop. So what yeah. you need to do is you need to focus on the little things, 
and then be surprised when you get to the the big thing, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so, you know, again, if we're talking about working towards um, being able to run a tough mutter, you might not have the endurance today. You might not be able to pull yourself up over a wall and you won't get there in two weeks. You probably won't be there in, you know, a month, you know, but let's focus on your performance. What can you do today that you didn't do yesterday? And that's kind of goes back to the ethos of Tough Mudder, you know, in, in a way it's like, when's the uh, first time, when's the last time you did something for the first time? I like that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like you're just helping, you're helping people break down their goals into smaller chunks and help, once they accomplish that, then they can do the next step. And that process, that mental process, right. Is first mm-hmm. is once, especially once you're generalized a cup, you've done it a couple of times. You can look at something like an obstacle and be like, okay, I've never done this before. However, I've done 10 parts of this right. obstacle, you know, and I know I can do all 10 of those. So I, I should be able to do this. And now I know how to do it. Um, and, and that that doesn't just go for racing. That goes for life as well. And, and I think, you know, what you guys are doing is physically will help people mentally. And, you know, and especially in times like we have right now, you know, we're, what are we, five, six, five, six months into COVID, depending on how you, when you start it. Um, I think a lot of people have. I don't say mentally check, checked out. They're mentally strained. They're stressed and they don't always approach problems from the same point of view. So how do you help people with that mindset? Um, just in general life, it doesn't have to be about COVID um, and finding purpose. Yeah. So we actually did start kind of a, a fitness with a, a purpose program this, this month um, where we're just kind of giving weekly challenges for people to, to try to accomplish, you know, some fun ones, um, some harder ones, lots of different levels of things, putting nutrition in there. So just trying to, to gamify. And then I think fun is huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, it's one thing that we're trying to do. Um, sorry about that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one here right now. So I'll get um, So the, what well, was I? Um, the fun piece of it. Yep. Uh, we're trying to break up the monotony of the workouts by always having a new workout every day. Uh, that partner piece makes it more fun. Uh, so to me, if it's fun, it's, it's easier to get into it and, and do it. You're less likely to, to dread it. So as much as we can make the process fun, the more you want to do it. Right. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, we were noticing when we first opened up, uh, you know, after COVID, uh, it was pretty much just like everyone's coming in, they were getting the workout in and then they were going home. And I realized I myself was in that, we were just kind of in survival mode when we first opened up. Mm-hmm. And in the last month or so, I just realized, you know what, no one's working towards anything right now. Like no mm-hmm. one has a specific goal that they're working towards. Right. And I understand it's hard because a lot of the things that you were probably working towards, mm-hmm. you can't do now or right. it's been canceled. Um, but I sat down and thought about that. That doesn't mean we can't have a goal. We just have to change how we approach that goal or maybe even change the goal, but we should still have some sort of purpose right now, other than surviving. Because when you look at it, that there is no end date to this COVID thing. And I think that's, 
something that became clear to me. And I think for a long time, people were kind of looking like, oh, this is going to end in a certain amount of time. And I think we need to just get over and like, just get in the mindset of this might be around or it's probably going to be around for a while. So let's, let's work with this new place where we're at and mm -hmm. find purpose with what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and the skill of finding purpose is going to be used after COVID as well, right? Like yeah. there's always going to be something in life that stands in your way. And it's all about how do you overcome that, uh, go around it, go over it, go through it. Um, but building that skill, that mindset, that purpose of understanding it, you're helping to give everybody skills going forward as well, which is probably even long-term more valuable even than right now. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I could see it. A lot of people who had like, oh, I want to lose X amount of weight uh, by this time. Uh, and I'm going to do that by going into the gym this many times a week and, and doing this nutrition thing and all that. That went all to the wayside. Everyone kind of put that on pause and said, oh, well, it's COVID now. I need to I need to change things and just kind of stop that. And it's like, no, you still work towards weight loss or still work towards, you know, getting 25 pull-ups, whatever your goal was, or, you know, improving your, your um, 5K time. Mm-hmm just you know change how you how you do it or how you look at it you know if if you're a person who unfortunately doesn't have a gym that you can go to you, you know that's obviously something that's going to be a little bit harder for you but you can still train for it you know you don't have to wait for for things to get different yeah absolutely well let's give uh, people some ideas of your workout so um you know, what are, I know you have kind of different styles of classes. Just give us a quick overview of what they are, what you can expect in each one. Right. So obviously we're, we're doing functional fitness because that translates out into the, to the world. Uh, all functional movements are sometimes we like to call them primal movements. Um, so, um, and then we're doing that in a high intensity interval training. Um, using those, those kind of things, we can do strength and conditioning for you. Um, you know, we'll also do a lot of athletic movement here in the studio, unilateral stuff, um, a lot of stabilization stuff, which is great. I think uh, unilateral and stabilization stuff that's really unique to, to us that uh, is missing in a lot of places, um, kind of gets overlooked for lifting really heavy. Mm -hmm. But again, it goes back to building that good, strong foundation, right? Like if you get all your stabilizing muscles, good core muscles going on, you can do lift weights on one leg. You know, all this stuff is going to make it so that when you do get back to like a barbell and doing a heavy back squat or something like that, you're just going to be so much better at it. So hitting those things, you come in, it's going to be a 45 minute workout. We never repeat a workout. So it's always going to be new. We do have, you know, kind of 12 different um, kind of revolve between our upper body, lower body, core, full body, uh, pairing that with our endurance, power, strength and agility. So we can have up to like 12 different, um, you know, types of classes or cycles, you know, 12 mm -hmm. days in a cycle. Um, and in those, we do have different formats. Like there's one where we do Tabata work, right? So really getting into um, working on your power. So you have that 20 seconds work, 10 seconds rest, uh, working through exercises on that. Our endurance-based one is going to be like an, a four-minute AMRAP of, a, a you know, two different circuits. So that one's always a blast. Um, really. We would get a lot of sweat out of that one. Uh, sweat equity, I guess is what you call it. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we have qu quick and punchy ones like uh, uh, where you're a minute at six stations, 
three rounds of it. So really working into that kind of cardio capacity on that one. Um, and then just builder ones where we have you going for two minutes, uh, working on strength and all that. And another, another thing was we try to be specific with what we're doing. You're not just going to come in here and get a sweat session and leave. We try to kind of f have a through line to all our workouts, right? So that mm -hmm. they carry on from day to day going towards a specific goal. So right, right, right. now we're working on endurance as an, a, a, a through, because normally you would be working towards like that 5K, a turkey trot or something like that yeah. would be what you're working towards. So we really push into endurance a lot more uh, in these kind of next three months to help you get, get there. Uh, and then we'll go into like a cardio progression, a pull-up progression. Uh, and these are kind of periodized over like six to eight weeks, right? Where the, there's a focus, like there's, there's variation in the workouts, but there's a focus, right? Yeah, and then, focus. and that, and that progresses into a new focus. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of periodized to kind of build one aspect, even though the workouts are different, they just kind of have a focus throughout all of the different workouts. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's never just, we randomly throw a workout out there and you come in, you sweat and you, you leave. It's always going to be, you know, tied together, building towards that, 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 um, specific goal. Yeah. Um, another cool thing that we do, uh, of course with COVID it's a little different right now, but we, uh, we are trying to get back to our benchmark uh, workouts as well. So again, going back to those four kind of, um, pillars that we're working towards strength, agility, power, endurance, we test those out. Uh, at least three times a year, we'll have a benchmark class. And this will be the only class that you will, uh, will, will repeat. Um, but we're not only saying like, let's test you, but let's test us as a, a fitness concept to make sure that we are doing what we're saying we're, we're doing. So, yeah, I like um, it. Yeah. And in your classes, they kind of have, they have stations, right? So there's different stations and there's workouts at different stations and you're kind of rotating in and out of different workouts. Um, and it is that hit style, but gives you a lot of variability, you know, and what I think is really unique about, uh, Tough Mudder is you guys have TV TVs at each station that yeah. somebody, it shows somebody doing the exercise. Cause I know several other groups, you know, you'll go into a hit workout and there's, there's 12 exercises and they're like, okay, you do this for 30 seconds. You rest for 30 seconds. You do this and they give you 12 things. And it's like, I didn't come here to take a test. Um, you know, and so, um, you know, I really like that. It kind of takes a little bit of the, you know, the mental arithmetic out of it and you can focus on the physical, the athletic, the, I'm just going to push it hard. Uh, and I think a lot of people will, will like that, especially if they've ever felt pressured in another gym to like, okay, I don't feel like I have to memorize all these things. Yeah. Yeah. We really tried to make it as uh, easy for the, the athletes as possible. So yeah, you're not having to, to remember how many reps you're supposed to do at what station with what thing, right? You can just mm -hmm. look up at the TV screen and see what it is. And the cool thing as a coach, coaching the class, I mean, a lot of people hear TV screens and they think, oh no, I'm just going to be staring at a TV screen and no one's caring yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. But as a coach, that means that I don't have to spend all my time reminding people what they're supposed to be doing. Because that can yeah. eat up. When you have six different stations yeah. and different things going on at the, the stations, as a coach, that can eat up a lot of your time. Sure. But since the TVs are there to help everyone, that means I can come around and, and, you know, tell them they're doing a great job, make any yeah. corrections that night need to be there, you know, say, Hey, this looks really easy. Let's, let's scale it up by doing this. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, for, for the newer people, you know, really work uh, with a newer person, someone who's newer to fitness, really spend a little extra time with them, uh, make sure that they're moving properly or we scale, scale the movement to, uh, to their ability to something that they can do and feel good about. And I don't have to continually say, okay, 12 reps of a lunge now over here and you guys right, are supposed right. to be doing this and oh no that person over there is doing the wrong thing and yeah. <laughs> so. it, keeps the, it keeps them kind of in it more as well right when, when yes. they have more references for what to do yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. let's so let's talk um let's talk about aesthetics versus uh performance a little bit so, yeah uh, i'm go- glad you brought that up i do think um a lot of people think mostly about fitness in terms of getting themselves to look better and I think that's just kind of a secondary benefit of fitness. Um, I think the main thing is, is performance. And that's, you know, fitness is to keep the body healthy and functioning so that you can live life the best that you can, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's why one of the things that we're trying to do here is not just get people to run an OCR because we realize not everyone really wants to run an obstacle course race. They might just want to be able to play volleyball in the park with their friends yeah. for as long as possible. It's probably not uh, even a majority of your people, is it? No, not really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there are just a few um, want to want to do the race, but yeah, just to make sure that you perform your best um, throughout life and that you're not, you know, turning, man, I, I think about it and I, I, I even know some of, people that I went to high school with right now that they just move horribly. They can barely get out of a chair and they, they, they shuffle down the, the streets and, and that type of thing. And it's just like seeing that is your body is an amazing thing and it can do so much for you. So why wouldn't you train it to perform at its best so that you can, you know, if, if you get grandkids, or you have grandkids that you can, you know, play with those grandkids. You can run around in the backyard with them yeah. and play tag, you know, mm-hmm. that's an amazing thing. And just to be able to train for that, that's what you're training for, you know? Mm-hmm. And the one thing we really want to push here at, at Tough Motor Bootcamp is we are not the only activity that you do. You come in and train here so you can go out and do cool stuff throughout the rest of the week mm-hmm. you know so don't make don't think of us as like this i go in i do my workout that is my physical activity for for my my life no 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 this is the training that you go to do physical activity for your life so that's that's the thing that I, I really like about what we do here and i just think I think it's a shame a lot of people do get in the mindset of, especially since like weight loss is such a, a defeating goal, right? It's a very hard goal to, um, to stay with. I, I get it. It's a great goal to have, but it's so defeating. You, you control so little in terms of weight loss. I mean, your weight fluctuates throughout the day mm-hmm. uh, just from water weight, um, you know, hormones change and all that. So it's a very frustrating thing to, to be going towards because it's very defeating and you can get on that scale and it changes. But when you focus on performance, that's, that's where you'll 
you'll see changes at a faster and more rapid pace and really kind of start to get stoked about what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Um, all right, Brian, I want to be respectful of your time, but uh, I do think that anybody who hasn't tried an obstacle course race should try them. I think they're fantastic. They're fun. Um, and not even from the physical aspect, just from they're fun and they're the, you know, the problem solving and, and the whole environment is great. That being said, you don't have to want to do a race um, to work with Tough Mudder Bootcamp. Tough yeah, Mudder Bootcamp is both something that can help you with that as well as something that can help you completely separately from that. So, you know, consider giving Brian's gym uh, a try. And uh, Brian, where can people find more information about you and Tough Mudder and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so we, of course, have a website at tmbootcamp.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, Tough Mudder Bootcamp, Denver City Park. Um, you can give us a call here, 303-945-4563. Uh, we are on Colfax Avenue, just one block west of Colorado Boulevard. So that's 3805 East Colfax Avenue. Uh, come in and check us out. First class is free, so there's no reason not to do it. Come in and right. check us out. And then, you know, make a decision from there. But uh, we'd love to have as many people come in and experience it as possible because at the end of the day, the thing that really makes me happy is just seeing all the faces come in and, and have a good time. So. Absolutely. Great. Well, thanks, Brian. And everybody out there, consider giving a Tough Motor Boot Camp a try. All right. See Thank you sure. later. for listening to the fit and healthy denver podcast brought to you by kinetic chain denver physical therapy if you know anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast please share it with them and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can enjoy all the great information we're bringing you in the next episode